We take a Bible and turn to Genesis 40. Genesis 40 and verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wrought against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers and chief of the and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And certain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued a season in the ward. Let's pray together, please. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, do thank thee for thy mercies and blessings in Christ Jesus and the everlasting love and in all things that we might be content with thee, O Lord, and with the salvation you give us. And, and though we have a weary time in the world, O Lord, look at thee for thy mercies and comfort. Pray for the, each one here this uh, evening that you meet the needs of each one according to that goodwill and pleasure and that we'd be servants of these as we are thee as we ought to be. Just thank thee and praise thee in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God does everything according to his schedule and one day with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day there in Second Peter, third chapter. And uh, time is irrelevant to God is what it means. It has no meaning to God, and uh, He's eternal. And we and <clears throat> we talk about it a lot, but it's hard to comprehend it. Where there's no beginning and no ending, and uh, where we talk about eternity past and eternity future, and that means we just can't comprehend it. We don't know exactly what it is. God deals with us. He knows our weakness. He encourages us in the way, and. And, and in the way to strengthen our faith, uh, that it fell not. When Joseph left uh, his home, he was about 17, and, and now he's, uh, in our lesson, he's 30. And so there's been several years from the time that his brother uh, decided to kill him and then decided to sell him, and he ended up in Egypt. Uh, Joseph started out as a beloved favorite son of Jacob, a dreamer, uh, hated by his brethren, sold into slavery and become a prisoner, followed by becoming the second in the kingdom of Egypt. And except for the last step and that we spoke of there, when, <clears throat> which step would give you the greatest confidence uh, that the dream was coming true? I mean, uh, would it be your brothers trying to kill you and then sell you and go to be a slave and then a prisoner, uh, those things wouldn't, wouldn't boost our confidence in the dreams we had of old. And, of course, when God exalted him and by Pharaoh, uh, then it all come true. And, and so we uh, see in our lesson, we see the beginnings of his exaltation, that is, uh, the final steps of him being exalted and where people would bow before him, give him honor, it's due unto, uh, give him honor unto him and his name. And uh, we think about uh, uh, the promises we have and seem like they uh, slowly never come. Sometimes we uh, see those in this, like Simon Peter's epistle where they say, well, where is the, his coming? You know, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and we know the rapture's coming at any time and yet we don't know when that time is, whether it be our lifetime, the next lifetime, or the next second, uh, God just hadn't told us. And again, 
Uh, time means nothing to God. It'd be right on time, right on schedule, according to God's planning. Then, like Joseph's, uh, God's personal promises, it might have seemed as if he uh, took a wrong turn somewhere down the road because uh, when he seen the glory was going to be his, everybody bound to him and his uh, own family bound to him. And 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 I will imagine sometime if he's like we was, 17 years old, you think that's next day. That's going to be tomorrow. That's going to be next week or something like that. But things, if you will, turn the wrong way. It might seem that they took a wrong turn, like Paul's many persecutions and uh, Joseph's trials and tribulation. And however, Paul saw the prospering of the Lord's churches, the prospering of the, his work, words and uh, the conversion of sinners and those things. And yet, every time you turn around, he's in prison being stoned, shipwrecked or something and then spends a lot of time there in Rome as a prisoner. And so we, uh, we think about Joseph's case, that all had, have seen as if it all had gone wrong until he got Pharaoh's call. He's out working in a prison. We, he's, he was a servant there, and even though he was second in command, we noticed that for the chief baker and, and, and the butler, he served them. He, because uh, they was the king's officials, although they was in prison, because uh, Pharaoh got mad at them. Still, yet they had special treatment. They didn't have the freedom like uh, jo- like Joseph had, but otherwise they was uh, special treated prisoners uh, of <coughs> of the Pharaoh. Uh, we start our lives living in a family or lack thereof, and God to choose for us with or without family members and. God uses <clears throat> uses for our edification, different trials and tribulations, and God saved us by uh, <clears throat> us in Jesus Christ and have many, many promises. I mean, we just read through the New Testament. You've got all kinds of promises. Then you add on the Old Testament, then uh, we got more promises. It's almost innumerable, all the things that God has promised to bless us with. And yet, as we go through our trials and tribulations, sometimes it's hard to see uh, God's promises that he's given us. But there's some things you're going through. You can't pray your way out of it. You can't fight your way out of it. You're going to go through it. Uh, Just like Paul had a thorn in the flesh, he uh, prayed three times. Uh, God removed it, and God didn't remove it. And God had it there for a reason, that he not be... Uh, if you will, could become high-minded at the revelations that he was going to give him. And, we st- <clears throat> and so we are the same way. God puts things in our past, and it's, and it's good for us. Uh, we may not know it's good, and we know all things work together for good to them who are called, those called according to his purpose. And, <clears throat> and when we think about being called according to his purpose, uh, the purpose that God had for Paul required a thorn in the flesh. And, and it's likewise with us. There's things in our lives that uh, whether God reveals them to us or not, I think we'll see uh, that everything was really a blessing, just like God says it was, but everything was for a purpose. We find uh, our faith does not have any crutches for us to lean on outside of the Word of God and the encouragement of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so we are to trust God in all these things. And Sometimes it gets hard uh, when things seem like they're going against you and 
and it seems like everything you do is wrong, and yet God promised to bless us and and uh, help us, you know, and we get to uh, think in the wrong direction because we have finite minds, and we also are limited in our time. Even though we already have eternal life, we're still limited in our imagination uh, of what is best in eternity, not just here. <clears throat> so, we uh, reminded of the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to his disciples, O ye of little faith, and, uh, and we see this as, uh, of all people to say that, was his followers, the, his twelve apostles, or who, who would be the twelve apostles, <clears throat> except, uh, well, the eleven, and of course Judas was there. But nonetheless, he called them little in faith and sometimes weak in faith, and, and uh, <clears throat> we are no better than they are. And, of course, they were just starting out. And when you first start out, you know, you get high and low and high and low and as if you're on the mountaintop one day and down the valley the next day. And as we grow in faith and wisdom of God, then we kind of level out. But still yet we have those, uh, if you will, <clears throat> sometimes we just uh, think, well, everything's going great and wonderful. And the next thing we know is, well, why is the Lord letting this happen to me? God bringing about his goodwill and pleasure uh, first four verses, the chief of the butlers and chief of the bakers uh, <clears throat> were uh, there in the prison where Joseph was. And as I mentioned, he had more freedom than they did. <clears throat> and their offenses are not mentioned. We don't know whether the baker burnt the toast uh, or the butler spelt the wine. We don't know what the offense was. It just doesn't say. And uh, we have to remember it didn't have to be a capital offense. I mean, you make favor old mad, you could be dead that next minute or hour or whatever. And so, so whatever the offense is, it's not mentioned only uh, that, the, that he was dissatisfied with them, upset with them, and put them in the prison. And we notice it uh, says in verse 3, the latter part, uh, where Joseph was bound. And uh, we had mentioned this last time, how they had feathers on, and yet uh, we know he went about doing these tasks, so whether uh, some believe he was set free of those fetters, those chains, and or ropes, depends on what they used, and, uh, or the, and usually they were brass, not steel, but uh, either way, to be able to do his services, it probably would be easier for him and, and better for the, uh, for the prison uh, the overseer of the prison if he wasn't, but here it does say that he was bound. And Joseph served them, uh, and though in prison, and they had a higher rank and position than he did, and yet he had more freedom uh, than they did. And they were there for a season, and in the scriptures, just, it doesn't, season just don't really mean anything unless it's tied to something. If it's tied to something, you can say, well, that season's a week, it's a month, it's a year. Uh, but a season in the Scripture can be any of those days, a few days, months, years, or year, or years. And, and it's according to the season of the very thing, whatever it is you're looking at. <clears throat> and so they, though privileged, again, they didn't have the freedom of uh, Joseph, the dream of the butler and the baker. Uh, they're in, uh, I want to read 5 through 8. And it says, and they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man in his man his dream in one night, each man according to the 
interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came unto in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked <coughs> Pharaoh's office, <coughs> officers uh, that were with him in the ward of his lord's king, saying, Wherefore took ye, look ye so sadly today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no <coughs> interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Uh, tell, me the, tell me them, I pray thee. And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said unto him, now, so they had a dream. There's no interpreter there. And uh, they took their, ser- their dreams more serious than we do today. And, uh, <clears throat> and they was always looking for somebody, a wise man, a soothsayer, somebody, if they dreamed a dream. And this don't mean the casual dream where you're dreaming about driving a, a race car or something or, or parachuting or whatever it might be. Uh, it talks about a dream that seems like it has substance is usually what it's referring to. <clears throat> and uh, uh, they, had, uh, they were sad in count- countenance. And uh, Joseph is connected to several dreams in life. The two before uh, he was sold, now yet two more dreams to interpret. And later, the two dreams of Pharaoh. So like his dream comes in twos. The first two was concerning himself. And the rest of them was concerning someone else. Uh, in Numbers twelve six, and he said, Hear thou my words, if there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision, and will speak unto him in a dream. And sometimes, uh, some misunderstand what a prophet is in the scriptures. Usually we think about Elijah, Elisha, and people like that. We don't think of Joseph and others. Uh, but interpreter of dreams was the category of prophet. And uh, a man that can interpret dreams, man was a prophet of God. Uh, he might not uh, have great other prophecies, like uh, we might think of Daniel or someone like that, but nonetheless, uh, he'd be in the category of a prophet. <laughs> and in uh, Joseph's case, most of the dreams he interpreted were others. Joseph quickly ask a rhetorical question. Uh, I'm going to read there in verse, finish verse 8 up. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they said, We have dreamed a dream, there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretation belong to God. Tell me them, I pray you. And uh, so he just saying, I'm not the interpreter. I, I cannot interpret dreams. I cannot of my own do any of this. He says God is the interpreter of dreams. And um, we notice with Joseph all the way through, he always give God the credit. He never does take it upon himself. He doesn't promote himself as we see on later. He, he promotes God. And, and so he, uh, then he asked them to tell him the dream. He notes the order of the butler throughout this section. The butler always is mentioned first. Uh, he would be the higher rank officer, uh, and, and we'll look at that just uh, in a little while. And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, 
In my dream, behold, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, and it was as though that budded, and her and her blossoms set forth, and the, the cl- clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes, and <clears throat> Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup unto Pharaoh's hand, and Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it, the three branches of three days, and yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head and restore thee into the place, and thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand. Afterward, the former matter, when thou wast his butler. <clears throat> but think on me. Now, we'll look at this just in a minute. Uh, here's the butler, and they're in dire straits about these dreams. He tells him the dream about the about the <clears throat> the clusters or the branches, and and the result of these branches. He took off ripe grapes, and and it's uh, the wine cup. And we don't it <clears throat> to be the cup. Usually, that would mean that it was wine uh, instead of a bowl or something like that. Although they could have been the just the grapes in there, but the <clears throat> but the butler usually. That was the server of the uh, kings, not just Pharaoh, but the kings uh, <coughs> drink. And they were responsible that he wasn't poisoned and so on and so forth. And, and they <coughs> had a closer relationship with whoever they served than like the baker would have. And the results was of these three branches, of course, is the grapes. <coughs> and the three days is uh, he would be lifted up. Uh, butler's head usually we think of lifted up and in the head it usually like being hung or something like that uh, we see in this it doesn't mean that except well of course it does for the baker but uh, it just means that he raised them back up took them out of prison put them in a position of his servants and uh, and so that uh, <clears throat> so that that's what it means lifted up here uh, of course in the baker's case it's a little bit different and uh, three days he lifted up the butler's head and restored him uh, to take him out of prison, restore him to his former position as chief butler. And uh, the one that gave the king his cup uh, was a very important position in uh, most all the kingdoms. And if you notice, uh, for they usually, the king's confidant, and just like Nehemiah was when he served uh, the king there in the book of Daniel, uh, book of Daniel, book of Nehemiah, uh, and served the king. And usually they told the uh, king the things that was going on, and what the what was happening in the kingdom, and all of that. If you remember uh, Nehemiah when he heard about the prisoners and uh, and what was happening to Jerusalem, he coming before the king in a sad accountant, and it scared him. Because uh, he had not been before the king in sadness, and then he spoke boldly unto the king, and the cupbearer was one of the few people, or the ca- other counselors could, uh, with a very few people who could speak like that to a king as Nehemiah did, and uh, not lose their head or be in prison. And so uh, the position of the cupbearer was an important position, and as we see on later in the lesson, when uh, Butler re- remembers. Uh, his shortcomings that uh, he's right there with the counselors counseling uh, Pharaoh. 
<clears throat> there in verses 14 and 15. But think on me when you shall, <clears throat> shall be well with thee and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me and make mention of me before Pharaoh and bring me out of, his, out of this house. For I indeed was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews and here also have I done nothing that I should be uh, should and they that they should put me into the dungeon, and so <clears throat> he's pleading with him, and of course he knows this is what's going to happen. Butler's going to be restored position. He's a confidant of the Pharaoh, and he said, "Well, when you you know get up there and you're restored to your position, why <clears throat> say something to Pharaoh about me that you know? I mean, uh, uh, I've done, I'm doing you a favor. Do me a favor. That is." Uh, tell Pharaoh about me, and and he said, well, I'm innocent of all charges. I hadn't really done anything, and of course we know that he was innocent of everything that he was accused of. <clears throat> and so they, uh, when the baker seen how well it went for the butler or the cupbearer, <clears throat> he decided to have his dream uh, t- uh, told also. <clears throat> In verse 16, And the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good. He said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head. And in the uppermost basket there was of all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets of three days, yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee and shall hang thee on a tree and the birds shall eat all, uh, shall eat thy flesh from off thee. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, and that he made a feast unto all his servants and he lifted up their head, the head of chief butler and a chief baker among his servants and restored the chief butler to his butlership again and gave the cup unto Pharaoh's hand. <clears throat> and he gave the cup unto Pharaoh's hand, but he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to him. Uh, yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. And, of course, this is often the way it happens. You do a turn, good turn for somebody, and they forget who, what your name is. And this is what happened to him. He... Uh, he wanted, uh, as we mentioned, he wanted the uh, baker to, I mean the butler to remember him. And the occasion, of course, was Pharaoh's uh, birthday, and they were put back among the servants. And, and of course, they hung the bu- baker and restored the butler. And these things, uh, everything's in line for Joseph's dream to be fulfilled. In other words, we, we can see the steps closer now when he, I mean, of course, we knew what was going to happen anyway when we started, but and the point I'm making is, is if we was reading this afresh, uh, we would see the dream and then it seems like it goes <clears throat> out the window. Just And everything seems to get worse and worse and worse, and, but now we see a connection uh, getting closer to <clears throat> uh, the Pharaoh and and uh, but the butler let Joseph down, <clears throat> and I imagine he was thinking uh, that he'd be restored or released, you know, in a little while. I mean, I I'm thinking 
the way Joseph was uh, actually, I put in there begging. <coughs> I think he was, he, and uh, he was wanting to get out of there, of course. And and Joseph may have become discouraged as his days, months, and years passed, which is two years that he's in the. And it says two full years, not just you know in scripture, a year and a half can be counted as two years. When it says two full years, it means it's a little over uh, two years. And the dream is when it was, when he was, he dreamed when he was 17, and now would have seemed even dimmer. Uh, after a few months, you get, you start thinking, well, the butler's not putting together, going to put a good word for me. And after a year, uh, there you're stuck, you know, in prison, even though you uh, have a position in prison, it's still prison uh, that he's in. <clears throat> And so the dreams, with as I mentioned, just they grow dimmer. He was a human being. Uh, he was a saved human being, but he still yet was a human being. Uh, he was not a superman. Only Jesus Christ uh, was truly, completely, and totally uh, faithful and true faith, never wavering one way or the other, but the rest of us sometimes waver a little bit. There in 41, and the first eight verses, Pharaoh needs an interpreter. <clears throat> and it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river, and behold, there came up out of the river seven well-favored kind and fat-fleshed, <clears throat> and they fed in the meadow, and behold, seven other kind come up after them out of the river, ill-favored and <clears throat> lean flesh, and stood by the other kind upon the brink of the river, and the ill-favored uh, lean <clears throat> flesh kind did eat up the seven well-favored and the kind <clears throat> and the fat kind, so Pharaoh awoke. awoke. <clears throat> and he slept and dreamed the second time, and behold, seven ears of corn came up upon one stalk, rank and good, and behold, seven thin ears, and <clears throat> blasted with the east wind, uh, sprung up after them, and the seven thin ears devoured the seven rank and full ears, and Pharaoh awoke, uh, awoke and behold, it was a dream. And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled and he sent and called all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof and Pharaoh told them his dream but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. And so we uh, find in this dream and we know, uh, I think we've all probably read this enough time we know, we know what happens but nonetheless it's speaking of the seven years of plenty and the seven years of famine and uh, so if this dreams troubles him he calls for the magicians that's the soul uh, sorcerers diviners astrologers and if we was talking of of joseph of being in this group he would be in the group of the wise men and just like daniel was in the group of the wise men in babylon and none of these could interpret the dreams now sometimes they would uh fake it and and, uh, and 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 they figure out well it's got to be this one or the other. But sometimes like this, it just 
you couldn't find a logical answer like the butler. You could kind of figure out maybe what was happening there, you know, the three this and they blossom and, and so on and so forth. And so you kind of could figure that out a little bit. But this one uh, just didn't make any sense. Uh, cows eating cows and corn eating corn and, and, uh, and seven of each. And they were taking them as two different revelations, not one. And, and so they uh, didn't have an interpreter. To give a wrong interpretation could be dangerous, even life-threatening uh, for those wise men. And so they had to be very careful. We remember in the book of Daniel when the wise men there tried to forestall the king. And the king, you know, in, in that case, the king forgot the dream. He didn't even know what the dream was. And so and they, and he said to them, you see that the dream's left me and you're just putting me off and, and meaning that the king got tired of asking the questions about this dream, about the statue of the man. And, and so uh, this was kind of the way they would do when they didn't know. I mean, and they told him, he said, there's nowhere, nobody in the, in the world is what they're saying. The nations would ask anything like that of a wise man, tell me the dream I forgot. And so, and so they would try to forestall uh, in verses 9, starting with verse 9, then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. Pharaoh was wrought with his servants and put me in ward in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream one night. I have, and I, he, and I, excuse me, I and he, uh, we dreamed each other, each man's according to the interpretation of his dream, and there were, was there with us a young man, a Hebrew servant, <clears throat> to the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he interpreted to us our dreams, to each man according to his dream did he interpret, and it came to pass, as he interpreted unto us, so it was, me he restored, <clears throat> and to my office, and him he hanged. And uh, so we... Uh, see now that the butler's making up for what he should have done at the first, and and uh, he gives him two things to Pharaoh. One, uh, that they were in prison and dreamed these dreams. Two, that it turned out exactly like Joseph said it would turn out. There wasn't any if and, you know, as well come close to it. No, it happened exactly uh, like Joseph <coughs> uh, told them. And that it would, uh, if you will, that it would come uh, to pass. And so he tells the, the Pharaoh about him and the dreams. And there in verse 14, then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. Then they brought him hastily out of the dungeon and shaved himself, changed his raiment, and came into, and came into Pharaoh. Now Pharaoh calls for him and, uh, and Joseph. And I thought, what a heart throbbing experience for Joseph that way. I mean, I figured he's almost lost hope about being exalted. I think through the butler, he could see some gleam of hope, and then all of a sudden, the word comes, the Pharaoh wants to see you. And the king commandment was carried out immediately, hastily, uh, with no delay. Uh, this dream, these dreams were very important to Pharaoh, and they troubled him. And of course, this is God's doing. The only reason it troubled him, 
is because God troubled him with the dreams. <laughs> and he's seen of, that they're being of importance, uh, but uh, he, could not, he didn't get a clue what it meant. Uh, say, a second, the cleaning is uh, in the response, shave. This involved more than the face, but also the head. Egyptian were, <coughs> excuse me, fastesis, <coughs> clean and and shaving everything as one may. The men made themselves clean. Third, the clothes changed the raiment. Seeing the king required appropriate attire, if you would show it, uh, show up a pro- the show up proper respect for the king. Remember that in the parable that Jesus spoke about uh, the man that was in the wedding feast and he didn't have any wedding garments on. He had his street clothes on. And uh, in that parable, the king called for him and said, well, what are you, what are you doing here? You know, you're not properly dressed. And so uh, even though sometimes we, as mentioned here, we think that maybe Pharaoh's the only one like that, they's all like that. They didn't want some dirty, stinking person coming up before them. I mean, just put it bluntly. And and as I had mentioned before, um, well, we will read that other comment. Uh, <clears throat> Joseph with a hurry because Pharaoh was anxiously waiting for him. Note, and this is copied also, is a, uh, that Joseph shaved himself. You must remember that the Hebrews were not... Uh, were not shaving in that day, but they but have you noticed that the statues and paintings of Egyptians shows clean shaven people. Many of the rulers sported a little goat tea to add dignity to their position. If they couldn't grow their own, they wore a false one, but generally the Egyptians were without hair on their faces. This is a tremendous message in this that Man is lifted up out of the prison now. He shaves and changes his prison garment, or garb for proper court clothing. This is the new life that, that is before him. It is like the resurrection. He is raised up. <clears throat> he is raised up, and now he goes to the Gentiles with a, a tremendous picture of Christ. This gives, uh, this gives to us here, and that's McGee. And so... Joseph showed up in proper attire, clean shaven, and probably he had shaved his head also. Uh, and it uh, depends on the Pharaoh. Because uh, you can go in secular history and find coming for the Pharaoh unshaven could be death. And, uh, and so they, uh, but it depends, again, it depends on which Pharaoh it was. Uh, Pharaoh tells Joseph his dream. There in verses 41, I think we'll just take up there, uh, up here next time. <coughs> so anyway, as we look next time, uh, Pharaoh tells the dream to Joseph. Joseph interprets it, and as we know that uh, Joseph becomes exalted or becomes second ruler in the kingdom.